My dad told me not to curse. But fuck it. Accent switch. Hi everybody, let me tell you a story About a stupid kid who thought that he was corny and boring A lazy little fucker who was sad that he's lonely Ironic cause the guy is always seen with his homies Fun right? What a swell guy But people freaking out and think that he's the son of fucking Mogwai You know he's not right? Just a quiet child But they're saying dumb shit and now he's fucked, why? Days pass by, he's sitting dreamy eyed Thinking how do I get out of this timeline But it's alright, he's just getting by Maybe someone show him love and he'll be just fine now listen, it's not like I'm just sitting and bitching Before you get all prissy and dissing Before you start thinking it's a sob story I'ma tell you something that'll make your fucking brain jealous Oh shit Now see if you can keep up Think that it's a straight dub Rapping but I'm no thug Fuck bullets, I do free hugs Reefer got me fucked up Love it and I won't budge No, it ain't no hard drug and I don't give a fuck Nobody knew that I could make rap tunes Made a couple and now I think you shocked Ooh, was a quiet kid sitting in the classroom Gonna be a superstar, better watch dude Shake that ass girl, get in with the smooth groove Not your head boy, I know that you want to Jump around, come on, go ahead and let loose All at once now, wanna see the crowd move Before I go, I just have to say this I took this beat from Stan Andreas Play the game, it's insane, you won't believe The shout out rockstar, they some fucking genius I'm shining like some brand new cutlery Can't wait to make it big and get some shit for free Subscribe to the channel if you fuck with me What's the name? Mother of Irony Peace Hey guys, welcome back. You might be wondering why I'm doing an intro for this episode. That is because uh, there is a little bit of a difference in today's episode and probably the next episode also. But uh, yeah, Mukund, Mukund's life is in limbo and uh, he can't uh, make it for the podcast for the for the time being. So in his place, we have one of my very good friends, Matthew. Matthew, what's up, bro? What's up, what's up, what's up? What's up, Pratik? Hey, Matthew. So Matthew will be covering for Mukund while he's out. So let's uh, uh, let's welcome him. Welcome Matthew. Welcome to our uh, thank you guys. Thank you guys. It's good to be a substitute, but yeah. Back to the main scene, Pratik. What's up with you, bro? You have something to tell us. I know that uh, you have had uh, quite an experience over the last few days, traveling to your hometown and meeting your family and all that. So what's been going on? What's uh, tell? Give us a life update. Yeah, I mean, I, for last. Almost 17 or 18 days I was out of Bangalore. It, it's been very long since I had like, I'd seen my family and I, I also had to see my newly born nephew and niece. So it was like long pending like 3-4 months. So I was like okay for like screw Corona let's go and I went like I took a flight went and it was uh, like it was like a science movie you know like I ordered I, I got like myself a PP kit. And I wore the whole PP kit uh, from my room to the like till the time from I the room. yeah I wore it in my room. Okay, you then, bought it. Yeah, I bought it on Amazon. Then wore it, and it felt very weird while walking through my society till the cab. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt I was on some rescue mission of sorts, you know, some investigation or something. But yes, I boarded the cab and. Uh, it was uh, even in the cab it was fine and in the airport i go i felt very like uh, felt part of a community you know because there's so many people in pp kits so many people and uh, yeah i mean i went very early but it's like it's like you save time in traffic it's it's like the roads are empty as fuck 
ஹாட் you start sweating and somehow it's like i was like okay it's just one hour it's just one hour sit through it sit through it and then uh, they dis- they the disinfect your you are uh, you are supposed to deboard you know in socially distant manner but a lot of people don't care but i still you know not giving distance then they disinfect your bags and then keep you up required to be quarantined and all the check where you're coming from and then you were like discarded the pp kit for good and then you know went met my dad and went home then a good day at home it was very different very relaxing and yeah it was it was good to you know go back home for a change now i'm back here i don't like both of my roommates you know have left the city it's like the whole room is for me now for next one one and a half month but it's it's lonely as fuck yeah But earlier I used to at least speak to my roommate, you know, at times. But now, no one to speak to, apart from yes. Oh. <laughs> We are speaking to us, bro. We've got you. Yeah, yeah. Virt- virtually, I have like so many options, but yeah. <laughs> In person, so limited. And and the most funny part, you know, while coming back was, uh, I came to Bangalore airport, okay. Then they asked me, you're coming from with like Belgaum, right? I said, yeah. then i was like okay i was allowed i was allowed to go out by express queue but the guys were coming from some other place okay my god there's like a you know barrier after barrier after barrier they get mm-hmm. they have to show the ticket show the id card get the hand stamped with quarantine like stamp and all that it's like it's like layers of layers of filtration and okay. then you're allowed to go but like such a big queue there man that was funny to see i was like my this airport has turned into a railway station that's what i felt shit but is it wasn't it a little like uh, i don't know did you feel like you were somewhere in some dystopian future where the zombie apocalypse has happened and now you're traveling like this and it's all fucked up <laughs> yes, yes did you was, feel did I, you feel like that i felt it i was part of a science experiment <laughs> everybody yeah. in the pp cared and uh, you know like it felt very it felt very yes it felt very different it felt very different at the airport it felt like i am you know i'm not taking a flight i'm taking some space mission or something you know it felt like that <laughs> yeah with and a white I suit right that, i mean you have a white suit and uh, yeah <laughs> yeah it's a little uh, weird and plus i guess the whole thing right imagine on the flight you you're sitting beside three other people uh, two or three other people and you you accidentally cough and they, <laughs> yeah. they, they look at you as if like oh fuck why am i here sitting with this guy <laughs> yeah that was that a scene in your plane like uh, did you have to um, like social how was it the seating in the plane like did they make people sit in one one row or like what was it like see uh, while uh, like going to belgaum like there was the flight wasn't full so we all had like an empty seats beside us but for the return it is they are packing to the full 
and oh. if there's spare seats then they are like uh, sorting the passengers moving the passengers around but oh. otherwise it's full and uh, you know I, i do get this point about you know like people check like seeing you and all because you know when i entered the airport in the pp ticket i was like okay nobody like you know gave me the eyeballs but in my flight i was the only one with the pp ticket so the moment <laughs> oh, well, <bro. laughs> yeah yeah that's a problem they would have thought you have covid bro yeah exactly <laughs> they would be like okay stay away from this guy <laughs> it, it, uh, you know the, the moment i entered the section where you know the guys were sitting the the gate where the flight was supposed to depart i see all i can see from the corner of my eye, okay everybody is eyeballing me everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah should i guard the visual middle finger like you all you all i'm protecting myself from you <laughs> no you should just say fuck you all i have covid now what <laughs> that's all man. yeah it's not like they're not going to take the flight they anyways going to take the flight. they would have ran off you know <laughs> they would have said right not taking flights sir imagine the whole flight for yourself uh, bro yeah. yeah oh fuck that will be the dream bro <laughs> private jet for 2k will get off then what did you do do where uh, once you reach there what what did you do back home what was the scene like oh back home uh, back home i kind of wasted the time because i felt i had like 20 days you know i'm like okay i can do what i want Uh, watched like watched lot of movies and uh, what else did I do? I spent a lot of time with my family. I did lot of chores, you know, like lot of things which my mom wanted me to do from past, which were pending from months. So I did gardening, I did cooking, I like I cooked up lunch, uh, like lunch oh, the wow. meal, the dishes that time. Then I what else did I did? I I broke uh, I broke uh, coconuts, you know. I okay. took out the shell of the coconut and broke them. Like my mom had a bag. Okay, like you have to unsh, like remove the shell of all the. I'm like okay. <laughs> like you have different tasks for different days, and then you do something out of unconventional, which you generally do every day, right? I mean, you would still yeah. do it, but you know, the same thing happens. When I go to Kerala, uh, all these small small stuff comes up, and then uh, you do it for a week, and then you're like, fuck this shit, I can't take this anymore, and you come back. <laughs> so you know having these uh, short intervals of doing random stuff i, I think it, it's like a good break from uh, our regular stuff which we do here yeah totally totally yeah but it can't last for too long you know even i actually remember like speaking about uh, you know meeting your family back home in general right like when you go there is like a certain number of like there's certain things that you have to do certain people you have to meet certain things you have to like you know like say to all these people and then i feel i i mean at least i could do that for a week at at max you know like one one day one one family meeting and saying hi hello give a life update and all that stuff <laughs> and uh, by the end of it i'll just be like oh my god let me go back but 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 sometimes i would be like uh, like actually when i was younger maybe like when uh, we, when we were in school and all like 8th standard 7th standard and all i used to go and stay for like the entire summer vacation two months i used to go and stay in uh, kerala so that time the you get kind of used to the the people and like the routine and all that kind of stuff no and uh, then when you come back you'll feel like what is happening in bangalore is weird yeah. and it's like adjustment that happens between like when you're there and when you're here It's like basically you're just like out of out of twelve months to two two and a half months you're like uh, you're you're living a different life altogether you can say. 
Yeah, plus when you have all your cousins around, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's the best part about it. You go there and you have your family, your kids, your brothers are there. Um, you have fun. You just do random shit just to have fun, and then you come back here and it becomes okay. Seven o'clock. I have to go to school now. I have to get up half an hour before, get ready, and you know, come back and all that shit. Regular stuff happens again. But I think the beauty about it is back then was your cousin. uh plus less responsibilities and stuff now nobody is there now if i go to kerala max to max probably two to three weeks maybe less and then and then i come back i, I have to come back there's, there's no way that i can stay there yeah man like for me i it's like two to three days now for me and that too like the last two times i've gone is because somebody had died mm. that is literally yeah. the last two times that i've gone uh, to kerala but uh, yeah i don't know what the next reason will be i hope it's not my arranged marriage but uh, <laughs> yeah. and and you know one of the things which happens because i've not stayed in kerala pratik what happens is like when i go there uh, the most cringiest stuff which just happens which happens is they purposely come and ask you do you know me right do you know my <laughs> oh name oh my god Uh, they know that i don't know right but still they want to embarrass themselves by asking that question then i'll be like yeah i've seen you somewhere i'm like oh then they'll be like oh oh okay glad he know he, he seen me somewhere then what he does is what he or she does is these are uncles all right and they're like i'll give you a tip i'll give you a, i'm like fuck you it's good that you know that i know you have seen you somewhere that's it <laughs> Don't give me tips, man. I'm not going to tell anything beyond that. Yeah, they expect you to guess, and uh, then when you're like, they'll say like, when you were a one-year-old kid, yeah. I used to take care of you. Yeah, we used that, to go everywhere yeah. together. Exactly, and you'll yeah. be like, oh yeah, now I remember. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> yeah you'll be like, oh yeah, now I remember. Oh shit, that's you. Oh okay, bye. See you. Yeah, and the next person comes, right? You know, to dig his own grave. Exactly. Yeah. The cycle repeats. Cycle repeats. Especially at weddings, bro. Oh yeah. That is the, that is the main thing that happens in weddings. Pratik, you have to deal with this stuff, huh? You mean this, uh, like, uh, guess who I am? Like, guess like, guess game. Uh, like, what is your experience like um, when you go back to your hometown? Is it like what we spoke about? Something similar, or is it different? Because I don't know. Like, we both of us are Malus, so it might be the same. might be different for you or might be the same thing doesn't matter what language you speak uh for me i actually uh, this have this has happened even with my friends okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah because uh, what happened was here yeah, like i am an army brat right so traveled a lot so i came to my hometown after like when i was in my teens i had never even come to my hometown at least i don't remember so like every relative is like that you know like have do you remember do you remember and all this But what happened was I I was in my home like Belgaum for three years and then I went to Kerala I went to Gujarat and then to Kerala and then I came back to Belgaum okay and then I meet so many of my old friends and I can't remember them because somehow you know the puberty has hit them and you know <laughs> people have beards and like they are, they, are, they look so different right. and you know my friends like these guys okay whom I like some of them are very good friends they're like do you remember me do you remember me I'm like I don't remember any any one of you. Okay, they were like twenty thirty at least, and all of them got so mad, you know, at me. They're like, "How can you forget?" I got offended. Yeah, like crazy man. <laughs> so yes, happens a lot. Still happens, you know. One of my biggest uh, like uh, fear is uh, that you know, like 
I'll have some relative coming to me on stage, okay? Or like coming to me and like he's like he's like congrats, and then I'm supposed to introduce him to my wife or wife, okay? But even I don't know the guy, okay? Like I'm like who are you? Who are you? <laughs> yeah, man, I, I I relate to you, Pratik, on that. You know, that that's gonna happen to me. I'm sure about that. That's something which I can't run away from. You know, probably go there a month or one month before and just see everybody's face and they'll be like, yeah, oh, this guy. So nice, bro. So now you're isolating. I mean, not isolating, but uh, you yes. like you have to isolate. You don't have a choice. Yeah, exactly. That's I was wondering. Like, you know, how many days of isolation is it? Uh, no, there's no isolation as such because you know, Belgium is within Karnataka itself. So there's no obligation for me to isolate or something. Oh, okay. So it only happens when you leave the state, and then you come back, and then you have to isolate. It doesn't yes. matter where you're. If you're traveling within the state, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, they all have different. So isolation, if at all isolation happens, it's for how many days? Is it fourteen or twenty? Fourteen, fourteen. Fourteen days. Okay. I saw in Kerala, it's a little, like next level, bro. One of my friends is getting married, and uh, he said that uh, if you go for the wedding, then you have to isolate for some twenty-one days, and then if you're going from one place to another place, you have to isolate at that place for another fourteen days, and something and all like uh, they have, they're like they plan stuff for the wedding and all. So I was like, okay. That's not happening, so because uh, like over a month you'll have to spend on isolation. Then not to not to forget you'll go to Kerala, you'll attend the wedding, spend a month in Kerala in isolation. Then you have to come back and you have to isolate here also for another fifteen days. It's basically oh. what pain in the ass, bro. My God. Yeah, people who travel from outside, right, outside the country, they yeah. they what they're gonna get probably thirty days, uh, max uh, to max, and if they're gonna quarantine for twenty eight days, uh, what are they gonna do for the rest? Two, two days which they're gonna get. Probably not the right time for people outside to travel now to India. But yeah. the, the question is how long, right? How long is yeah. this gonna be? Uh, looking looking at the way numbers are coming up right now, it's so scary, man. Forty, fifty thousand cases every single day. Yeah. The chaos. Yeah, that's all is happening. It's just going up, going up, going up. The numbers, at least Bangalore, what I'm seeing mixed, mixed news. One day I'm seeing that uh, what do you call the total, like the average of the cases that we are getting per day has been steadily declining over the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is, uh, so that means, so they are thinking that the peak is gone. Which I think is crazy, <laughs> if it's true, you know, like uh, we've just like not even one lakh cases, and we've already hit the peak in Bangalore, which should be like amazing. So considering the kind number of people that live here, um, but uh, yeah, like until that vaccine comes out, no, bro, I don't feel like I can. I I I like today I went okay. I went to like exchange one T-shirt at uh, the shop. My parents, my mom, my dad bought me a T-shirt. and uh, it was too too tight so i had to go get another one um so i went there and i exchanged that and i'm looking around on hunt feet road i'm looking at the bars and looking at the restaurants and all that okay so like i was just thinking of the situation like imagine you're going for a date at a bar and like you are wearing a mask the girl you're with is wearing a mask and it, it, i actually I, i saw a couple there and i was just thinking like oh my god yeah i mean <laughs> Leave that. Imagine you have a restaurant where they have a screen and right in the middle of the table. Wow! It's like it's like immigration, right? You you have the other guy asking his question through a tiny hole. Yeah, like that. That is 
that is what i call fucking dystopian bro it's it's the real like it's something out of black mirror you know like going to a restaurant has become like one of the most risky things you can do it seems yeah every yeah. every closed space is you and you know what uh, you know what was the shocking thing for me when i came back like i like i came near my room okay and i see the whole street is empty and not a single person inside it felt like you know bangalore had emptied you know like somebody had like removed all the people from bangalore <laughs> Okay, uh, so Pratik, help me understand this, right? So you you went for twenty days, right? Uh, so when yeah, did you come back? I came back the Sunday. The Sunday. So twenty days back, when you were here in Bangalore, it, you, there were still people around. Is that what you're saying? Because uh, when you say like there was nobody in the street after twenty days, it, it means that there's a lot changed in that twenty days. Yeah, yeah. No, there there were people even earlier. Okay, but you know, it. I felt a difference, like. like even like before going i i used to see people they were less but there were people with masks or some delivery guys and all but you know during 5 minutes 5 or 10 minutes walk from the bus stop to my room i didn't see anyone you know it was it was weird it was very weird yeah. it literally feels like some zombie apocalypse has happened and everybody is just sitting inside no yeah but it's also a testament to how many people in bangalore actually have like an it job um which is dependent on like a laptop and like uh, the like the main dependency is on a laptop right so i wonder like what is the future like if 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 um if all these companies right or they all decide or they come they see the data over the last two years and they see that uh, the the net revenue is the same whether they have the office space or not imagine these companies all like just decide to cancel their leases that they have on all these it parks like will it do you think that it parks will become like a thing of the past bro mm, there's a good chance yes because i was reading up articles on this like a month or two back and okay. already rents are dropping lot of this real estate there no no takers for real estate because of you know no cash people have less liquidity so because of okay. all these things uh, yes like i don't see any like like i don't see at least new takers for current real estate like and tech parks uh, like at least for the guys who can you know who can con- like, continue to work from home even post covid there's a good chance they may not come back because the company yeah. can save a lot on the real estate and the rent yeah exactly no i just rent the electricity the wifi the and in fact i'm seeing companies like literally giving uh, employees like uh, office work from home packages you know you can select one table one chair one this that and all you can buy they give like a budget you can buy whatever you want and you can just the company will reimburse i think that itself is cheaper than what uh, you know renting one place creating all those uh, cubicles and what not yeah i mean if you see the transition right like you have a office Uh, now, before COVID, we had co-working spaces, which is obviously way more uh, financially safer for any startup for that matter. Now that yeah. now because of COVID, that's gradually moved to work from home, right? And now right. I, the only issue with these things is that you know the monetization becomes an issue, right? Now, now why do why do people want employees to come to the office because they want to know if that person is working or not, right? now there's so many people who sit at home they just waste their time spend like probably one or two hours working and then the rest of the time is maja maja time right yeah. <laughs> having having work from home um, becomes an issue for monetization and you know, and 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 that's 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 the biggest challenge which people are going to face going forward and plus 
the hiring process is going to get even more worse because now they would only want to hire somebody who is extremely passionate and dedicated about them right now so many people like if you see tcs or infosys so many people are benched man for nothing right they don't have jobs i mean they are working but they don't have any real task in hand what's going to happen now people who are benched they're going to probably throw them out because they know that these guys anyways not doing anything now they're going to sit at home they're still not going to do anything why should i pay for somebody who's not doing anything sitting at home sitting yeah <laughs> yeah good job so yeah. the hi- hiring is going to be i think it's going to be different man I and mean, people they will only want somebody who's who knows stuff who probably loves the job plus you know the whole concept is this man like in india here right in in dubai people take up any job it doesn't matter like i think it's the same concept anywhere like, you, you don't have a job right now you go to a like a like a cafe or you go to a supermarket make some sort of earning so that they can pay off your normal bills yeah yeah and it's completely accepted right it's not an issue yeah. there's no yeah. there's no issue of privilege or anything like that that's not yeah. the same scenario in india it could yeah. be for multiple reasons one of the reasons could be that our parents have always told us okay you be the become an engineer doctor or whatever crap right you you are you have the science and commerce track. these are the only two options you have or some arts came in, in between the other thing is the fact that um, uh, what is that what do you call it it's that uh, the, the the fact that you know there's somebody who stays around that area and accidentally somebody that person comes and comes to the restaurant and sees you how much <laughs> of that embarrassment you can handle yeah they, yeah they'll come and hey bro oh you're working here you know that's that's <laughs> very common yeah, yeah that is uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's the tone they come up like you you, you want to yeah. run away from that kind of a conversation hey bro you're a starbucks sir hey pizza hut hey <laughs> what da you got 80% percent da and standard you got you got 80% and you're working in starbucks sir hey yeah i mean you know yeah, stuff like that is kind of yeah. always there in our mind and no, that means the change eventually man no i i can totally relate to this you know because uh, even i have seen this where uh, we have kind of we we look down upon such jobs you know we we kind of classify it like some jobs are like the job which people should do and other people should not do like we like that's what we somehow have in our mind you know some some pre like pre conceived notion and uh, yeah. that's a, like what i've noticed another thing is like parents generally don't support you for like part time jobs and some you know some random jobs even if you want to try your hand at there's no yeah. encouragement like, at all so i feel like it's part of the that whole caste system scene that we have in india you know like they feel like oh you are from a good family you can't work in the mcdonalds like bull bro i think a mcdonald job a job at mcdonalds is has less pressure than than some fucking uh, blue white collar job in some big company where you you might be making a fuckload of money but then you're so tied up with just work that you don't have the time to spend it or literally enjoy the fruits of your labor it's so normally yeah the cast cast i don't know how far cast plays a role but i think it's your next next door neighbor man there's so much influence <laughs> coming from the other door right uh hey uh umesh's son got 80% what what why why you have uh, so less right you always i was always compared man i mean most of us in our generation right now have been living us living that way 
like since pratik is a army brat it's even more stressful for him because most of the army brats uh, kids are like good students i don't know how pratik was in his education but you know being compared to another student has always been in our uh, in our uh, culture culture and uh, next door neighbor Um, and you go to church and you go to church you have another group of people asking you uh and like how much did your son get uh, 40% uh, that's all uh, commerce take commerce <laughs> like my you're not privileged to take science anymore if you have less than 60 or 50 yeah bro fuck 10th standard bro my parents beat the shit out of me and they taught me bro fucking my mom she used to wake me up at 4 in the morning every day and she used to fucking force feed this fucking history chemistry physics science every shit she used to make wake up in the morning she used to shove it down my throat bro every day i mucked up those textbooks man like then standard and then like uh, i don't know i told i want to do commerce because i found like all this um, <coughs> business stuff and all very interesting i didn't like science as much but then you know like uh, Uh, I think we discussed on another episode how these uh, IIT JEE fuckers they scammed us, <laughs> you know. They told us, you know, your son is a genius, this, that, and all. Oh. And yeah. yeah. We will make sure he gets ninety nine percentile. We'll make sure his photo is there behind every bus, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, fucking nonsense. then like my parents like i i in fact like after 11th i mean i used to fail like mad before that also but then 10th standard was board exams because my mom came and sat on my head uh, i got decent marks okay and then uh, what 11th standard came again like we used to fail like uh, it was a group failing that yeah. used to happen yeah. <laughs> everyone used to compete with each other in the single digit yeah. single digit scores comp- competition it was and like it was like yeah whatever yeah, so we had our own group right only like there's, yeah. there's, a, there's a bunch of people who scores well and when the marks yeah. come they goldly go to them and we are on the other end where ha ah, okay 10 no oh bro i got 11 da. i got 11 <laughs> Uh, better than you. I studied one mark more than you, right? This all happens, and, and, and you and you console yourself. Okay, fine. Four of us passed. Four of us failed. No problem. All of us passed. So I can tell my mom also. Not just me. Everybody goes. Dude, you know I have come through the stage where teacher has not teacher has asked me. Usually teachers ask you how many subjects you have failed, right? My teacher yeah. asked me how many subjects have you passed. Right, you know that—that's that, how they ask. So they know minimum four is plugged. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The only subject that probably passes English, and the rest uh, of it is just Hawaii uh, hey, man, like Hindi especially. Thank God, Hindi <laughs> just vanished from my life. Yeah, CBSE. They yeah. took away languages in eleventh and twelfth. I was so yeah. happy about. You go to this oh, PTA no. meeting and teachers, teachers are like, Hindi he needs to improve. He can't read. He can't write. He can't do anything. Oh, mom, <laughs> hey, mom. Mom takes it so seriously during the exam till one thirty she'll stay up and fucking slap me, dude. She slap me. Tell this word. Tell tell this word. Write this word. Tell. I'm like, oh, I can't, can't do this. Shit. Oh, man, dude, your childhood is miserable because of Hindi, man. I bunk classes because I know. So, te- you know, uh, Pratik, what happens is uh, when you have reading session, right? Hmm. So you can't cover the whole chapter in, in one class. 
so uh, because we used to sit at the back uh, our turn comes the next day so every second day i'm basically bunking the class because i know like because if i am there in the class i have to read and if i read it's the most embarrassing shit in the world bro i can't read one whole sentence fluently you know or i have to read one day before go home read three four times to get that confidence and i'll still fuck up in the class yeah. you know you know i i remember this very particular thing now that you mentioned hindi because this thing i can never forget okay like even i was in kerala for almost 3 years and even i had hindi in our class here yeah. and one thing that i can never forget ever is that you know our teacher used to uh, ex- like say a line in hindi and explain the meaning in english mm-hmm. and i i was i was shocked beyond my like words okay i'm like what is happening here like i have never seen this happen anywhere you know like hindi being explained in english <laughs> yeah and it took me some time to get used to it it was it was very it was one of the shockers of my childhood yeah that that's so, one of those teachers who didn't do a degree before teaching right now all the <laughs> education have become so strong that you have to get a bed uh, especially in kerala that's that becomes an issue because nobody that's not a native spoken language you're force fed to learn that uh, you'll probably learn to uh, read and write but to explain in hindi uh, probably most of the teachers suffer man i mean that's 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 a that's something you can avoid in kerala especially yeah. yeah actually i don't even remember my hindi class uh, I, i i do remember getting having to doing this reading thing where person by person it will change if it's like a this uh, chapter number whatever the fuck and we are, we are like everybody is reading that shit right i was i was so bad i would give a shit about like me not being able to pronounce okay i would i would be so bad at reading that stuff i would literally read two lines and the teacher will make me sit down and make somebody else read <laughs> yeah so that, that, good good that, that that's the kind of teacher you had right our teacher yeah. would be like her name was giri ma'am okay still remember and i can never forget her dude. so they all these teachers had labeled us right now labeling is for like five or six people including rahul pratik you don't know he's another friend of ours um, okay. we were all third class students like no matter how good we do to the whatever good deeds we do in hindi class we are third class right so you you say two lines she will abuse you curse you and then just to take more case of us she will uh, or pad beta or pad beta like uh, in the class yeah 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 teachers have teachers have a bad time at home husband fucked around probably message some other lady they take come and, come come and take the frustration on kids like us you know call it third yeah, class man. she probably wants to say third class for husband but yeah she's like okay let let me just call let me, just let me, random child third class because let me just call matthew man. third class yeah fuck <laughs> <laughs> we had one student one teacher like that bro in engineering okay so it was like our um, it was our graduation day or something and um, convocation yeah it was that day and i what i had i had a mug So I had a mug and I got, I got all the teachers who, who who like at least one class I've attended of theirs I got them to like write something okay on the mug like, or just like at least put a signature on it 
this lady i go up to her okay and i don't know what her problem in life was okay like even when she used to come to class she used to just yell at us and be all like a like a prissy little bitch okay so so we used to be like okay whatever so but then i was like yeah whatever she's teacher is teacher i i'll ask her to like like you know can you please sign the mug wherever you want she looks at me and she looks at the mug she's like why should i sign it and oh. like oh, fuck off then <laughs> then i walked away <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> These kind of people also will end up becoming teachers. I don't yeah. know, man. But we've had for for all the shitty teachers, we've had really really good teachers also who actually cared about us. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's like, but yeah, few and far in between. Yeah, man. So I think I think school memories are the most weirdest and the most uh, uh, entertaining of all. Yeah. Unreliable also. You don't know like what yeah. happened. What is the context of certain memories? I remember, bro. There was this one week. Uh, when i was in 8th standard okay 8th standard my class teacher she when she and i had like what major like fucking battle going on bro what else to call it like that class teacher and i like she in fact bro she called uh, my dad and all to school for like some some marks shit of course it was always some marks shit and then um, Well, she calls me down, and then I told my dad in front of her only this lady doesn't give me marks because she hates me. <laughs> <laughs> she's looking at me. She's looking at my dad. She's looking at my dad like I don't hate him. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you do. I know you do, and all. And then my dad was like, okay, go, go. I was like, then I left, and then they only spoke. I don't know what was the end result of that conversation, but yeah, there was one week in that uh, in in one week or. I don't remember if it was a day or a week. I think it was a day. Yeah, one day. Like so, what what the scene was happening in uh, my school was right. Like if you don't like, they'd give you assignments or homework and all. Like every fucking day, eight subjects are there. Eight different subjects every single day. Every single teacher will give their own kind of fucking homework and everything you have to do the next day and you have to go and go back. Okay, fucking ridiculous. So. Um, uh one day i was just like fuck it i'm not doing anything okay i don't want to do this this crap work i, I, I like i'll just go and, to school and i'll deal with this shit okay and i go to school the next day and every single like eight periods we have every single period i got kicked out of class bro wow <laughs> every single period i'm standing outside like some periods i had people along with me some of them i was alone but <laughs> still yeah, yeah and, and but, you stand alone and other teachers see you They give you this weird look, and they're like, "Hey, yeah. what happened? What happened?" And like, then you have to give another Rama. And I did this, ma'am. Did that, ma'am. Why, Matthew? Why you do this? Huh? In in staff room, they are only talking about you. You know. I'm like, whoa, really? <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah, bro. Staff room. Yes, especially during uh, Pratik, you will know. Did you study in CBSE school? Yes, yes, KV and yeah. Army school. No. So when you have your birthday, right? Um, how does it happen? Like you're celebrating birthday in your class, you distribute chocolates to your friends, and then you step yes, out of the yes. class and go go around all the classroom to give your chocolates. Is that how it was? Yes, yes. We went in our we went in a colored dress, you know. Yeah, colored dress. Uniform. The privileged one, yeah. Colored. Yeah. Worst yeah. is going to the staff room. Uh, giving the birthday chocolates also. Fuck. Sometimes my chocolates would used to get over, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, giving good. In the class, I'll yeah. be like. In a way, it's good. You don't have to go around the school, right? To distribute. 
Yeah, that full school you used to go. I used wow. to just barely finish off my class. Oh, give everybody two to a class. Mm. And uh, yeah, the teachers also when they come in they go, go up they go up to the stage give one a class. Mm. Come back. I would be the a class bringing guy. Everybody else in class was like Perk, Bo, Mars, fucking uh, <laughs> what dairy milk. Minimum dairy milk, bro. I was a class guy. Oh yeah. We had a <laughs> we had because it was cbse and government school air force school uh privileged one is the eclairs no doubt about it oh uh, okay another one is milky bar milky not milky oh. bar there's another uh, pratik you might know it's a yellow color chocolate just like eclairs is it called milky Cho- bar white white eclairs yeah yeah the eclair one that's the one that's the one yeah and the, and the worst the worst is coffee bite coffee bite <laughs> coffee bite that was my favorite chocolate bro i really liked it Yeah, you get a big packet packet for a small amount of money. Yeah. 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 I maintain that consistency of coffee bite so uh nobody complains. But because it's tasty also, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nobody nobody gives a shit. Another one is that fruity man. Not fruity. Uh, uh fruity? Mango fruity. bite. Mango bite. Yo, there you go. <laughs> Pratik knows what I'm talking about. Mango bite. You get that in canteen, man. You get that in canteen. Exactly. Yeah, We but close. parle kishmish we had oh that is good man i like that i never get that anywhere you don't get that in normal shops <laughs> then uh, we even had the, some guys getting munch and pork you know the small ones we also had that yeah the loaded guys in class used to bring all like you know 10 rupees chocolate per head and all and the teacher would get like a special chocolate like which is bigger than the rest <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just their own box of chocolates and shit you know like it was like, yeah ah, quite a yeah. uh, there's one thing called coconaka or something some yeah, coconut yeah, yeah. one yeah, yeah yeah that's also good man it's good yeah. it's actually good yeah that coconut. melody two in one i like that one also man i had seen this milky bar okay that's one of the one of the that milky bar the big one right my mom never bought me that dude I don't know why but I every day I see it I want to I see it and I'm like what is this yellow color milky bar like I'm not like this nobody buys this stuff nobody's got it in school uh yeah. you know and then what happens is I end up saving money uh, in the process of saving money I end up probably making um, not making I probably you know near my house there are all these uh, small iron rod which is always like and then this beer bottle and all that so there's always this guy who comes in the cycle collecting the stuff I don't know if you've seen it and yeah, you collect yeah. all the stuff and give it to him he'll give you 2 rupees 3 rupees uh, oh. stuff now when you see 2 rupees and 3 rupees at that age you are like oh shit you're rich okay yeah. and then you see this small thela wala and then you go there and you buy that not the chocolates but you have those uh, that it's like a sweet there's an orange color round sweet you know you've seen it it's a uh, lot of sugar syrup in it and then that is uh, something which we used to get mm-hmm. there back then Yeah, all the money goes blowing up for that. But the real goal is to buy Milky Bar. But because of, unfortunately, because of financial circumstances back then, and my uh, craving for uh, even even for this orange chocolate, I end up uh, spending all my money on that shit. <clears throat> But yeah, till date I've not had Milky Bar. That's one. I, now I can't even find that shit. <laughs> till oh today, Milky Bar. I've not I've not had Milky Bar till date. and now wow. i can't see it also it's, wow. it's disappeared from this planet i guess <laughs> it is there it is there it's not there? there in dubai i guess but there in india yes yeah, yeah it's there in india bro don't worry yeah. have, have, 
have a tobler on you know the privileged milky bar yeah. privileged milky bar white tobler on you can get it's like an advanced milky bar yeah and chocolate is pretty cheap here bro if you i don't know have you tried a milky bar chew oh yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> do you realize this conversation is alien to me? Like, don't talk about Milky Bar here. Dude. Like, you know, you're, you're hurting me by talking about Milky Bar. This is a childhood dream to drink, eat Milky Bar. Come on. <laughs> That has been our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Let us know who your favorite teacher in school was. Wink, wink. You can find us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. At Mother of Irony. And... Um, Yeah. Pratik, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at FlashoThor. And Matthew, where can we find you on the internet? Yeah, you can you can find me at Mother of Irony. Uh, and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm usually a ghost online, but yeah, that's, that's where I would be. Matthew is a lurker. So you can reach out to me and I will make sure he gets your message. And you can find me on um, Twitter at Uniesta. So yeah, once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Please do hit that follow button. It really helps us out wherever you're listening. And uh, until next time, peace. Yeah. Bye guys. Adios. Bye bye.